I'm Ben Jordan. I'm Steve Nealis. And we're the Wild Boys. And you're, you're live, live and in, in color with Wolfie, Wolfie D. D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Welcome, 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 ladies and gents. Once again, live in color with Wolfie D. And today we are talking some old school, man. Some old school 90s Middle Tennessee outlaw wrestling, man, where I got my start talking about some of these towns, Jimmy, uh, where Airwolf was born and PG 13 was born. Uh, we got the Wild Boys, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely. Uh, on today, uh, it should be uh, pretty fun, a little different from our normal, but we're going to go back to the roots, man. I love it. I love these guys. I think this is going to be a great interview. You know, Ben Jordan's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Steve's a great guy. I've only been in the locker room with him a few times, but contact through, you know, texting here recently. Man, they're just great dudes. And, and you know what? I'm just so happy. Like you said, we're going to the roots here on this one. And hey, that's the way it should be sometimes man if you and let me just say this to the listener here because listener trust us okay uh, friendly listener <laughs> trust us for your entertainment we're 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 doing something good here these guys seriously if you look at their resumes it's on par with anybody's and then when they were together as a tag team they were as good as anybody yeah. i mean the only you know honestly they could have they could have been anywhere and i personally believe that they could have worked anywhere they wanted to and they they burned up those towns so you know like the uswa there was the offshoot of the uswa which were called the outlaws just like in any other state but where there was the memphis territory there yeah. was the the middle tennessee territory honestly and yeah. these guys were working six nights a week you know they're not, you know, yeah. it's just different levels of shows, but golly, man, these guys are so good. I mean, I posted a few of their videos and I'll continue to do so through the, you know, through the week here, but you yeah. know, go, go look up the wild boys, go look up Ben Jordan. I'm serious. Y'all yeah. will love them. Yeah, man, they, they did some good stuff. And as far as, um, you know, the, the independent shows, I mean, they were, they were packing them in, uh, those towns once a week, yeah. you know? That's another thing that people don't realize, man. That's not easy to do the same town once a week. Obviously, today, that's very hard. Right. Uh, right. But then, even then, it was still kind of hard, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but they were doing it, man. So you got to give them props for that. Absolutely. Look up the Wild Boys and the Devils. If you do that, you'll be fully entertained. We promise. But, but a lot seriously, of blood. A, lot a lot of blood. A lot of violence. <laughs> yes. But great, you know, just great wrestling. So, you know what else I, liked, I liked about that, man, is, is, is Mephisto and Dante, even with their hoods on, they would bleed. And I always thought that was a cool visual when the mask guy would bleed, you know? Yeah. Like, but it's with the white uh, one side of the mask, so you could see the blood, and you know that, that was always different. Oh, dude, totally. And so Dante apparently they ripped so many masks, you know, because they would do the whole gimmick of ripping the mask off every yeah. night. The baby would, yeah. and he got to where he made their masks. Mm -hmm. And and they're out their whole gear that he would make all their gear because it got to the point that it was so expensive to continue to buy masks. Right. He just started making them. Yeah. I think Tommy, he made my, my airwolf mask, my first. Did he? 
That's yep. awesome. So Tommy Heggie, Cool Breeze, Arvel Hutto, we love those guys. Hopefully we'll be having them on the show on down the road pretty soon. But when it comes down to it, today we got the Wild Boys. But today, y'all, is a very special episode. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> is is a very spe- special episode. It's our 100th episode. Well, you kept me for 100 episodes. How did I do it? I don't know. Man. <laughs> Some you said it, you know. Did the impossible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, you you came along pretty easily. It wasn't hard. I knew I had to drag you out of some, you know, you know, <laughs> moods sometimes, but you always came through. So I, you know, I just got to thank you, brother, for sticking with me through these hundred. And you know, man, I think we've had a blast. I want to kind of address some things near the end, but but anyway, hundred episodes, brother. I, yeah. I'm just I'm just stoked about this, and I hopefully there'll be a hundred more. You know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We'll we'll try that one. <laughs> Don't get too excited here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's 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 maybe let's maybe get twenty more. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, so it's a hundred and uh man, I'm I'm ready to talk to him. What about you? Let's get him on the line after right. these messages. Before history is written. Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. Hello. 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 What's going on? Ah, not much, man. How's it going? pretty good thank y'all for coming on fellas this is our hundredth episode so we just want to know this is an important episode for us so thank you i just wow. you know no, yeah, no pressure no pressure. no pressure guys yeah yeah no pressure that's, hey that's that's where i broke out my go-to so <laughs> all right you got a goatee going i like yeah there you go all right yeah. and we're green <laughs> oh you're good <laughs> hey, i've been being listening to all the podcasts and everything and i'm like oh, yeah, yeah i remember that and i remember that that's <laughs> awesome that's awesome Thanks. we uh, jimmy works hard at this man i really don't do shit i just kind of try to get people together and make suggestions uh, jimmy does the rest yeah but you had the 30 year career and the name and yeah all that so it works yeah. out <laughs> all right folks as promised today we're going to be talking some some middle tennessee southern outlaw wrestling there's going to be a lot of that talked about today as well as some wwf and i think some global if i'm not mistaken uh, but today we got uh, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, the Wild Boys. Guys, it's been a long time since I've uh, spoke to you or seen you. How are you guys doing? 
Hey, Wolfie, we're doing great. Jimmy, it's good good to hear from you guys. Uh, it's just an honor and a pleasure to, to be on your show and uh, really look I'll forward to having, having a good yeah. time, you know? <laughs> Honor's all ours, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Steve, how are you, buddy? Man, doing good. Just just living it up, enjoying the uh, not having to hit the road every night, you know? <laughs> where are both you guys, where are you guys at still? Are you still in like Ashland City or Dixon or something like that? Yeah, we're both been in the same place for 20 plus years. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's what I thought, man. So, let's let's talk wrestling, of course. Uh Ben, if I if I remember correctly, I think you and I met probably around 1990 or 1991. I, yeah. I would imagine uh probably yeah, in, uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember a young Airwolf and and Yeah. Uh, you know and I didn't. I didn't put you and Pete together at first. Uh, this guy and this guy <laughs> together at first, and then, then I realized, you know, the relationship there. And I right. tell you what, uh, Wolfie, I've got an old picture from uh, the Minnesota Auditorium WCW match. It was before we were both in the business, and I got a uh-huh. picture. And you, your mom and Pete are in the background of my picture. Well, oh, really? That's all. Yes. That that's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty I was cool. Like, That's wild. But uh, one of the one of the memories I have, Wolfie, is um, we were in Hartsville, Tennessee. You were mm-hmm. early on Airwolf with the mask. Yeah, yeah. I was there with I was teamed with Jamie Dundee. Right. Because I thought about I thought about this later. I'm like, look, I was in there with PG thirteen way before PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, That's awesome. But uh, but but it was uh, and Chris Airwolf, Michaels was there too. Yes, it was uh, Airwolf. And you were teamed with the Silver Star kid, which was trained oh, by Bill yeah. also. And yeah, yeah. it was funny because the announcer just he, he he announced me and Jamie as Ben Gordon and Jimmy Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and the, is that the a Bill Dale Man show? I I can't remember who run that show in Hartsville. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I, I do remember in the back though, all the guys back there, you know. We're trying to impress us, impress you, mm-hmm. Jamie, me. And they were beating themselves in the head with chairs, like, watch this, man, watch this. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, my God, where do these guys come from? <laughs> Buddy. Anyway, on. And, and, and we didn't even, uh, we had no reason to try to be impressed. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe just because his last name was Dundee and they probably they probably knew you. They didn't know no Arab yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. I, I still got that match on on videotape. Wow! You know, um, I was thinking about this earlier, and you mentioned uh, Pete, my stepdad, the Scorpion, and um, and my mom. And it's funny, man, because I I really this just dawned on me honestly, like a few minutes ago before we came on here. Uh, like my first wrestling match, <laughs> I, I drove to the town not with the boys but with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can imagine. <laughs> and, and 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 I think he was a heel, and I was a baby face, so I they had to put me out of the car, blocks around the building. Oh. <laughs> it's like your parents dropping you off at school, and you're embarrassed, and you don't want nobody to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's um, funny. And Wolfie, you probably don't know this, but uh, uh, 
before Pete and your mom passed away, we went to see them at the nursing home. Yeah. And yeah. and we got there and we saw your mom mm-hmm. and Pete wasn't there. And uh-huh. said, well, where's Pete? Pete was at the hospital. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. yeah. was me and Steve and Boogie, yeah, Gary. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. we, so we, you know, we visited with your mom and then we went over and visited with Pete and we laughed and told stories. It was, it was one of the funnest times and I'm glad we did that. Yeah, that's that's very cool. You were always uh, both of you guys were uh, always real real cool to my parents, and I think they thought a lot of you, man. So I appreciate that. Um, so let's go back, Ben and and, and Steve. I want to get you in the conversation too, because I don't know the answer to this question. I think I do, but like Ben, I know Bill broke you in. Uh, Steve, who broke you in? Uh, ben did. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay. nice. Yeah, okay. All right. well, that was easy enough. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you a story about my training when y'all are ready for it. Please. Okay, yeah. go for it. Go for it. All right. Well, I, I can tell you when, when um, back when I was wanting to train, you know what I mean? I was wanting to watch Ben at the fairgrounds, and I kept I said, Ben, I want you to train me. When he never would, never would. And finally, I didn't give up. He said, all right, I'm going to train you. But his mindset was, and Wolf, you know this, back in the old days, you protected the business. You didn't let nobody yeah. in this business. Right, and right. he mind yet killed me during training. When I say that, he beat the living shit out of me. Yeah, and and I stuck it through. And when I finally stuck it through, he said, "Okay, now I'm going to train him how to work." You know, so <laughs> it, it was not yeah. an easy training. I promise you that he, he, didn't give me no, <laughs> he didn't give me no easy way. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure he was trained right once I decided to train him because I was trying to run his ass off. Yeah, and I yeah. He, yeah. He, he yeah. toughed it out, you know. And uh, so finally, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna train you." So, yeah, Damn, yeah. Man. Um, and I, I know that situation. I've tried that before too. I'll tell you, a kid that kept coming back, man. I don't know if you remember old Cat Taylor. I tried Cat to run Taylor, him yeah. off. I I literally tried to run him off for so long, and he kept coming back. Bless his heart. And uh, he ended up, you know, I told him, I said, "You're not gonna probably be a wrestler, even though that's what he really wanted to do." And I know he did it some, uh-huh. but I was like. Got to, you got to be a manager, bro. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, he, he was a, he was a hell of a manager, but you know he turned into yeah. a pretty good little worker, and he got his little body in shape, you know. Yeah, yeah, but he was what still body? he was still he had height and size against him, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I know so, that. I'm losing fat. No, stop it. You were always in great shape. Hey, tell what uh, you know. I said earlier, you wrestled uh, in in Texas for Global, did you not? Yes. Okay, yeah. and you were there like when uh, Sean was there and Jerry Lynn and, 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 yeah. and you guys were, yeah. Talk about that those times, man. Okay, yeah, um, I remember going down. You know, it was good. I had plenty of good road trips. You know, of course, I, I rode with uh, like Barry Horowitz and uh, big, yeah. uh, Tom Burton, Tom Davis at the time, and got to yeah. ride with Eddie Gilbert and Doug Gilbert. You know, and so I just got right. and, and even USWA got a lot of good road time with a lot of the senior guys you know and, and learned a lot yeah but in global you know i got to work like jerry lynn we had a we had like a 10 minute tv match and i'm mm-hmm. like you know that's tv time that's that's a lifetime in the range right <laughs> i mean and you know joe's Jer- excellent work i was blowed up he act like you know it was a day off for him but <laughs> i was blowed up and then then working yeah. with john uh you know yeah. we had a one hell of a match in there and it, and when the show was airing, you know, which shows later, uh, Jamie called me. J- Jamie and Ronnie, they was probably sitting around. Well, they was sitting around watching TV. But anyway, 
Anyway, they called and and, and man, are you are you fixing to win the light heavyweight right here? Are you fixing to go over in this match? And you know, of course, I had to tell him, no, I'm not going over. But it was a hell of a match. That's awesome. Yeah. It is. You it's know, on that, YouTube. Which, yeah. yeah. Which eventually, eventually, you know, the, uh, Eddie told me he said we're going to do a slow push. You know, slow push means we still got to put other guys over. We're going to let you get right. it. And yeah. finally, you know. They did the deal with me and Barry Horowitz, and uh, we had a good little series there. And, uh, of course, I got the belt off of him one time. And so that's my big claim to fame is the Global Light Heavyweight Championship, you know. So That's awesome. That's a, that's a good is, title to, to uh, have your name attached to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you, you know, Google search it. It's in the books or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, is. it sure is. Nobody can take that away from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, talk about y'all getting together. Steve, start us off here. Tell us, now, you obviously being trained, you tried to run you off and stuff. At what point did you guys decide to say, okay, man, let's do a little tag team here and, and, and right. create well, the Wild Boys? Yeah, well, uh, the whole the whole plan was when he got done training, you know, to ship me off and let me do my singles. I'd make my own way. And he was already established in the business. So, and I just kept, I kept on him. I'm like, man, let's be a team. Let's be a team. And what year was that? What year was that? 92. 92. Okay. Uh, and, and, um, he said, well, he said, if you don't do that, we give this a shot. He, he already had the name picked out. Nice. Not necessarily for me and him, but if he ever done it, like it's the name I'd want to be. Yeah. And then we also knew, uh, that's when Billy started going to Japan. So Billy and Gary wasn't together anymore. We wanted that spot with, uh, right. Mephisto and Dante. And yeah. he said, if we're going to, if we're going to do this, that's where we're going. And that's what we're going to shoot for. And, yeah. and it's just kind of started from there of Halloween night, 1992 was our first wild boy debut. That's yeah. awesome. And man, um, you know, the grand slam, no. yeah, the grand building, man. And, you know, infamous, uh, around, uh, the Nashville, you know, independent scene, all those towns, man, you guys, you really got over, man. And, and, you know, at the at the some of those buildings, man, those people are so passionate and it's so fun, man. Uh and, and y'all got to like like Columbia, Shelbyville, Lewisburg, all those, and y'all had a good hot angle going. And the 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 way the people would believe, you know, so much more in those type of towns and in those those days, man, y'all had them rocking and rolling. And I mean, talk about that. That was that was a, a good time for you guys. Oh, yeah, I mean it was great. And you're right. We 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 was over, you know, pretty good that one time. But I mean, as y'all well know, a face is nothing without a great heel. And in my oh, first yeah. opinion, we was we was working with the greatest heels there was, which is absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Cool Breeze, and then you know, uh, yeah. Rick Reynolds came in as Damien, yeah. and then yeah. of course, you know, what I mean, we we had that feud went on for ten plus years, you know. Uh, yeah, Jeff <laughs> you about drawing an angle Jeff out, Daniels, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jeff Daniels even said one time, he goes, "How many times are we going to have this match? It's been ten thousand times." <laughs> so we go out and do our match, and man, they had so much heat, and the people were off their out of their seats and on their feet. And we come yeah. back. He goes, "Well, I guess we'll do it ten thousand one because it's working." <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It was, it's, but it was all the mastermind of Tommy Higgy, in my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, so Look. Tommy pretty much booked all that during that time frame. And see, that's it's it's crazy because like the time frame y'all are doing that. I'm having a Memphis run, so I'm not really there except for like every once in a while I come in. I never really got to work you guys or anything like that. So, you know, I just come in every once in a while. But I knew, man, man, they got it. They got it rocking and rolling here. You know, and and Wolfie, you know, 
we were hot and, and, and we're like, we're like you and everybody else that, that come through. We wanted that Memphis shot. We wanted to go, you know, run the, run the circuit, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. we're thinking if, if we could have got a good hot angle and got a push at Memphis, that would have been, that was the ultimate right there to us. And me with WTF, right. I wasn't worried about none of that Memphis. You know, I grew up like you did watching, uh, Memphis TV and, and that's all I, you know, I just wanted to get there. You know, yeah, I've yeah. already been there before the tag thing, but the, really the dream was to get the tag team there and have a good run at Memphis. And, yeah. you know, but, uh, and you guys, you, you guys, yeah, y'all did a hell of a job. Y'all got to do it, you know, before the territory went out. Y'all got to do right. what I dreamed to do. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. it was fun, man. Uh, but also, like some of my best memories, like I said, are some of those outlaw towns and the, and the way that they would get with stuff and, <laughs> there's, there's nothing more fun than the fans like really being uh, believing the shit that's going on or at least acting like they do as opposed to a lot of the newer crowds that want to applaud a nice spot or whatever you know I know things yeah. change and I'm not talking that I mean whatever <laughs> you know that's just not what I signed up for but uh, I just love that believability and in those towns man I have fond memories of people really getting into shit you know I, we, we had some of the best towns. You were there, Wolfie. I was there, Steve. We were there when, when the times were good in independent wrestling. And yeah. the Tennessee towns were some of the best. I mean, you know, yeah. we used up in Kentucky sometimes, Central City, Beaver Dam. Matter of yeah. fact, you and Jamie rode with me and Steve a time or two up there to one of those. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I remember coming back and we had to stop at the gas station because uh, Jamie wanted to buy the scratch offs. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and, and he had he, he had his he had his theory of you know like every so many you get the big winner right. and he was gonna buy yeah. the whole roll you know yeah I remember that. that store it was orange yeah. lights <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I just remember that visual it was up on the hill on the left I think wasn't it but anyway yeah and I think that was the first time in my life I ever bought a scratch off ticket and I won but I never really I'm not a gambler I never really bought scratch offs after that but, um, <laughs> I, I won the first one just because he kind of was like yeah man you just yeah yeah you win some money huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was young and influential <laughs> go ahead Jimmy Oh man. So, you know, obviously, you know, you guys were one some of my favorite tag teams, Dante and Mephisto for sure. I absolutely think the world Tommy Hagee, Arvel Hutto as well. He's a great man. I unfortunately don't know Cool Breeze, but hopefully we're going to get that figured out here pretty soon. Now, another tag team that I've heard was a crazy story and I need to hear about this. Working the Moondogs in Clarksville. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, uh I don't remember working them as much in Clarksville as I do in, in Nashville for um, Terry Rice. And I think okay. he, he was booking the show. Okay. Act, well, that, well, wait a minute. I worked both the Moondog, the two Moondogs I knew, or three. Um, but the, we, work, we worked <laughs> with Lee Rayson and Tracy Wynn at, at uh, Power Slam for Terry Rice. Okay. Uh, okay. And then, then Nathan come in and we worked them. That's when the big bloody, I think I sent a picture. The big bloody one, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, we worked. Uh, Nathan came in to to be with Larry Latham at the Power Slam right. show, and uh, you know, these it's funny because you look at them, and I grew up watching them, so yeah. I'm like scared to death. Yeah, and, 
and I'm going to tell you, some of the nicest guys and had some of the best matches. And like y'all were saying, making the people believe, you know, we, yeah. we, we would just sacrifice our heads, our bodies, everything, just so we yeah. could get that belief out of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this was specifically about a ring that twisted oh, and collapsed. This was That was in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in Montgomery Central. Okay, gotcha. Sorry it, about that. It Montgomery Central, which is right outside of Clarksville. It's in, it's in Montgomery County. And okay. Yeah, that uh, that was Eric's ring, wasn't it? Yeah. And we weren't supposed <laughs> to damage the, uh, you know, the gym floor sacred, you know. Right, and, yeah. Right. You've got to talk the school into letting you do this, and then you promise you're not going to mess up the, the gym floor. Right, and yeah. Of course, the, the rain class, we're, we're working the moon dog and trying to run across some rain, and it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's sagging down to the floor. Oh, that's, man. that's the part I remember of it. I, we finished the match, <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to put out a disclaimer. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of things I don't remember because yeah. I have been the recipient of several of Rick Reynolds chair shots. Just saying, <laughs> putting it out there. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. That's funny. You got any memories of that? Uh, don't really remember that night in particular. I do remember that if I'm if I ain't mistaken, I want to say we gouged the the gym floor a little bit. Yeah. That's what mm. was mad. Oh, uh, I bet. We had a big, one of the biggest runs we had the Moondogs, though, was around the Columbia area. Um, uh-huh. And that was actually, I want to say it was Nathan, and uh-huh. uh, and I want to say it was Lee Hickerson. They brought Lee Hickerson in as a yes. Moondog. That was and, later. Yeah. Of course, dyed his hair blonde uh-huh. and all that. Uh-huh. And Richard Lee come in on some of that. And I, I don't remember if it was there or if it was at the Clarksville show or the Terry Rice show on Dixon Road, but uh, Richard Lee, yeah. he, he come in and did some stuff with us, with okay. him as, as well. Okay. I have had a shit ton of people ask me if I knew where Richard Lee was. At like in seriously, the past yeah, years. So I have no clue. I used to know he lived in Nashville, um, but I don't know after that. <laughs> it's been a long time. Last that. time I seen him was at a TJ show in Millersville, and that well, okay. been several years. But that's the last okay. time I seen him, and he was okay. just in the back. He he didn't do anything. He just came to the back. Yeah, know? yeah. Okay, so I've got to ask now. These are two part. This is a two part question. And Ben, you go first because now you've worked so many people: Steve Kern, LOD, Sean Waltman, Jerry Lynn, Eddie Gilbert, Ivan Koloff, Bob Holly. You know, I mean, the Heavenly Bodies, Money Incorporated, Ted DiBiase. You know, Paul Orndorff, Rick Rude. Yeah, Paul Orndorff, Rick Rude, Bam Bam Bigelow, Owen Hart, and I stop right here. I need to hear about your match with Randy Savage. And then after that, I need to hear about Steve's match with Ming. <laughs> okay, Jimmy, it's, it's a it's a funny thing because I went back and researched this match of mine with Randy Savage. Because I mean, <laughs> I, I've took a lot of chair shots and I don't remember a lot of things. Sure. Yeah. I, do, I do remember one thing. I've never wrestled Randy Savage. <laughs> and, and and they got it in there. I've seen it where they said I wrestled them. That's one of my losses, one of my many, many losses. And uh <laughs> and they show they show this guy wrestling and that's supposed to be me and it's not me. It's not really? you. Really? Wow. So, so that's my big memory of wrestling, Randy. <laughs> which I, I do, said I didn't. <laughs> I do I do remember uh it was either no, it was Jesse Ventura I'm thinking of when I wrestled Rick Rude. And when when I attacked Rick Rude, you know, because that's what I was supposed to do. And um, 
and uh, you know Jesse Ventura, and I'm thinking this guy was you know a governor and everything, you know. Sure. <laughs> and uh, he goes, "All Ben Jordan's done is just pissed Rick Rude off." Well, I'll tell you what, Ben Jordan, you know, figured he might catch ravishing Rick Rude off guard. He came in with a series of forearms. Rude just shrugged him off, and all he did now was serve to get ravishing Rick Rude very, very angry. <laughs> that's like, awesome. yeah, much. yeah, that, <laughs> that's my well, memory of Randy Savage. Man. That's awesome memory. I, so, do you I, know who who it actually is? I don't know. It was. I should have wrote the name down so I could. No, tell it, I, I, if you don't know, I don't somebody somebody will look it up now that's listening. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I think, it, I think he was older and a little more bald than I was at the time. So. Okay, well that's not cool. <laughs> that right. I'm like, that don't look like me. Is that George South? What's the deal, man? <laughs> okay, well Steve, then did you actually wrestle me? <laughs> if you want to call it that, but yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was you, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, it was me. Uh, we showed up and. Uh, uh, they told me to go over and get with me. You know, it was his. He had been like a bodyguard this whole time, and I was his mm-hmm. first actual match. And it's a it as mean. Oh lord! And he he come over, man. He said, "Look, this is what they want to do. They're trying to build me up." Blah blah blah. And I said, "Dude, I said, I said, I know how to work, man. I'll take any bump you want to do. What whatever." He sets up this. Dude, I'm gonna take a big backdrop, and I'm gonna hit you with a super kick. I'm like, man, that's great, no problem. I said, whatever you want to do, man. I said, you're the star. I'm just here to make you look good. So about 30 mm-hmm. minutes later, he walks over and he goes, hey, man, they changed it. He said, don't even take your jacket off. We're going to go to shake or you're going to go to shake my hand. I'm just going to kick you. I said, that's fine with me, dude. Here on WCW Saturday night, there is Steve Neely, at least the back of Steve Neely. Better keep the coat on so they know where to send the rest of you. <laughs> that's, that's probably right. You know, he's wrestled before me. There's no doubt about that. It's been a while since he's been in the ring. Colonel says he wanted him ready. He wanted him just right. Well, he's obviously got him just right. Well, we do understand he is a martial arts expert. Yes, he is. Former sumo. And he used to be a wrecking ball on a construction site. <laughs> Look at the size of him. First time. Whoa! Oh, my goodness! I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. A savant kick! And Neely's out! What took you so long? Neely's tougher than I thought. That's the best thing that could have happened to Neely. That's the only thing that could have happened to Neely. <laughs> hey, I didn't, I didn't take my jacket off. That was a good payday for about 10 seconds of work, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was that story. That's about hell, my, my little, what I just said right there, lasted longer than the match did. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, that's, I mean, you're getting paid the same thing, right? So why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it didn't matter if it was 10 seconds or 30 minutes, man. The payday was the same. So I was okay with yeah, it. Yeah. And, and hey, it was mean, for God's yeah. sake. You know? Seriously. That's right. one of the toughest wrestlers ever to be a wrestler. You know, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Wow, man. Okay. Well, how about this, Ben? What about working LOD? Oh, man. It was me and Barry Horowitz, and we were either in uh, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, or or somewhere in Dayton, Ohio. I think it was the Dayton, Ohio show. And, of course, now check this out. I go to WWF. I'm, I'm five foot seven. Now, the mm-hmm. magazines will say I'm six foot, and I'm, I thank them for that, but I'm not. I'm five foot seven. Uh, <laughs> and 
you know, I'm in the I'm in the, the dressing room. When I first get go up to WWF, I'm, I'm telling you, if you ever saw, you know, Land of the Giants, right? I'm yeah, around, I'm walking around just looking up at everybody. I'm yeah, like going, yeah. These men are ungodly. They are just huge. Yeah. And, uh, all right. So we're standing in the back, and Tony Guerrero is coming around. He's he's sizing us all of us enhancement talent, jobber, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Anyway, so. <laughs> So, so we're in the back, and Tony Guerrilla sizes up and down. He comes to me, and he goes, do you know LOD's finish? Well, <laughs> to tell you the truth, I wasn't a WWF fan. I was right. a WCW uh, Memphis wrestling type person. Shit, sure. And so, and so I haven't been watching what they were doing. And I just, you know, stupidly said, yeah, I know they're finished. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes okay. And he's, and he goes, okay. So he puts me in Barry. Horowitz in with LOD, and I'm thinking, what do they do? <laughs> what do, they do? I'm, I'm going to take this And uh, somebody finally says, the one, the one, you know, they'll shoot you in, do whatever, put you up on the shoulders, and he's going to clothesline you off, off the top, you know, off his shoulders. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> you know, so I, they never talked to us, and yeah, uh, really. finally, I kind of went, I kind of went up to. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think Hawk or Adam. I went up to one of them and I'm like, "Hey, how does this kind of thing kind of go? How, what do you?" He's like, "Don't worry, brother. I'm off." He's like, "You'll flip fine." He said, "I'll push you. You know your ankles. You, you'll yeah. go over. Don't worry so about that." So that was animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't have any doubt. I just went with it. Uh, it was great. And the good thing, I always wear uh, shorts or tights or long tights. And they told me Tony Green said you got to wear trunks, and I was scared to death to wear trunks in the rain. Yeah. So, <laughs> I put on a pair of green trunks I bought from Barry, and <laughs> I went in. And if you watch the TV uh, or you'll watch the film of it, I don't look as short to them as, from the camera angle. Really? <laughs> so I, I mean, it doesn't look like a little bitty guy in there with these great big guys, which they are still huge over everybody, but I didn't look so short. That's good, and yeah. So they do the finish, you know, and this, that, and the other, and um, we did the match, whatever. Uh, it wasn't much to it. But anyway, I was. Let me go back. When you're standing there and you got the whole arena full and they play that. Oh, what a yeah. rush. What a rush. You just get cold chills, you know, in the buildings. Yeah. And this is when they were still coming out of the corner. You know, they didn't have the big stage and all that. Right, but yeah. Anyway, when I come... When I come back through the curtain at the gorilla position, Shawn Michaels is there to meet me. And he goes, mm-hmm. my God, brother, are you all right? I thought they just <laughs> killed you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm but that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. That is cool. Having been the recipient of the doomsday device, uh, quite regular. That's a, that's a funny feeling when you're up there and you're looking at Hawk <laughs> coming <laughs> at you. Ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> yes, yes, the animal ain't like he wasn't like super tall, but being up on his shoulders and just because you're in the ring and you're already elevated anyway, and then on top of his shoulders, yeah. and then you're looking a hawk way up there, it's like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll give you one not not so much one better, but be uh, have um have diesel take you up into a power bomb up over his head as tall as he is. And then, oh. you know, the rain's up pretty high too. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting sick. I'm scared to death of ice. And I'm looking down and I'm fixing to take this power bomb. You know, like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. 
He's seven <laughs> foot, so you're probably at least another ten feet in the air there. So, wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. Man. What? Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. So, okay, then this is kind of a patented question that it's become kind of funny and it always kind of elicits a good response from the from the guests that we have on the show. Tell me, and I'd love to hear both your responses on this. Your first meeting, either Jamie, Wolfie, or just first meeting PG-13 and kind of give us your, like, first thoughts about. Uh, I, th- I want to say it was in Shelbyville um, when it was PG-13 together. Okay. I just want to say it was Shelbyville, and all I could think was, like, man, this gimmick's different. <laughs> and the next thing I know, you know, like, hey, they're uh, they're fixing to go to USWA. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool, because you know we worked them in Sheffield. We worked them a couple times before they actually went, and yeah, uh, had good matches. It was great. That that's probably that's my really I think my first memory was in Shelbyville, and I, I remember saying, well, hey, that's a different gimmick. I ain't seen that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I think what Jimmy's more getting at is, did you think we were assholes or not? Because apparently uh, the headbangers thought we were dickheads. Everybody in Memphis <laughs> were dickheads. And That's Steve, what we got they're more polite, I guess, <laughs> just, than the headbangers. Just Jamie, hey, just Jamie, Wolfie, you was all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. I love and by the way, no, I'm, I'm still all right, and he's still an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we, we always got along good, man. It, 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 oh, I know. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. I love Jamie Dale. He's a good guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now, me, I knew knew both of you separately for so long before y'all were PG-13. Yeah. You know, after after I went to talk to Bill about training, and he told me I was too little, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, I took a few years (laughs) of pop and did powerlifting, and that's when I got huge 
thighs that I never yeah. th- thought I could build. But anyway, uh, uh, somehow I got to uh, hanging out with Jamie a little bit. It was it was the rock and roll dream team, Jamie Dunn yeah. and Ronnie yeah. Travis. Matter of yeah. fact, I just saw Ronnie last week. At, For real? Uh, we, see each other, we see each other once a year at uh, Summerfest in Ashton City. Okay. And you can really? tell him, I can spot him from way off. He's got that wrestler walk, that slight little limp. <laughs> I'm like, like spotting him from a mile away. There's Ronnie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, one of the fond memories I had uh, was working for J.D. Wolf, Elton, Kentucky. I wasn't. They were. And I, they, yeah. they let me ride with them. And, uh, and I, uh, I was going to sell their gimmicks. And what really yeah. got me yeah. the fever is – I sit there and sold her again. It's one thing I had a little bitty Ronnie on one side and a little bitty Jamie on the other, and I was built pretty good back in the day. And uh, yeah. and people were coming up going, are you wrestling tonight? Are you wrestling? And they're looking at these two little guys. But, you know, they sold $200 worth of pictures before they ever got in the ring, and I thought, I need some of this. So I'm yeah, and that was probably what? That was probably at $1 or $2 a picture? Uh, yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Probably about $2 a picture back then. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, so yeah. everybody bought one essentially. You know? <laughs> yeah. It probably so, so so I you know that got me the really the fever and I really had to get in. And then after I got you know after the powerlifting I got a little uh, I gained ten pounds is all I gained. But Bill saw me at the fairgrounds. He goes, "When are you going to start training, kid?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm just one seventy five. And he goes, "You look two twenty. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then he told me he said it's all an image, you know, just the 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 visual. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I started training from there. So that's awesome. But, yeah. uh, but th- now the PG thirteen, uh, uh, I want to say Shelbyville, and uh, yeah. did, y- did y'all not find the hubcap in in Hayden Miller yeah. in the back somewhere? Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. That's where it came from, and the spray paint that we spray painted it with. Yeah, it's kind of like it seems like y'all just come up in the gimmick in the back of the room back there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we needed like a, we needed a finish. We needed a finish, and we were using a, uh, a record that was we said was gold, and so we'd hit people with it like a gold solid thing was hitting them or whatever. And Chris didn't really like that, so then we we found the hubcap and wore it around our neck. Yeah, that's where that happened. We, well, you know, y'all y'all for the time y'all y'all's timing was perfect with the PG thirteen because that's where things yeah. were going. We we were modeling ourselves. We wanted to be like the fabulous ones, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> makes sense though. Yeah, yeah. Rock yeah. and Roll Express, the fabulous ones. You know, we grew. Up, I grew up watching them, and and that's when right. when we decided to be a team. I'm like, we got to model ourselves out of them. Where times were changing when y'all came into the PG thirteen, which you know, we, yeah. it was bad. Is we're kind of like on the on the downhill. We're our era almost is like over, and y'all's <laughs> is beginning. Right, because we were on the old old schedule, you know. We were doing the old old thing, you know. Y'all were coming into the new, and and you know, that's the way times right. change. But you know, it's 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 true. I'm sorry to cut you off, Wolfie, but the way yeah. I always describe it is, you know, the Rock and Roll Express. They were kind of like the era of the music that they were in, and I I love the musical tag team. So the Rock and Roll Express, and then you had PG-13 and the Headbangers, which I compared to the '90s, which were white kids were either listening to rap or heavy metal, even more heavy metal or punk or whatever. And so the Rock and Roll Express, like they were kind of like the Van Halen, and then PG-13 were kind of like 
like the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or the House of Pain, and then you yeah. have the, you know what I'm saying? Or the, and then you had the the Headbangers who were like Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, or something. And I just I just love that. Now I I love the Wild Boys gimmick. I do. I think it's awesome because I do see it as a derivative of the Fabs. Who honestly, the Fabs started all that. You know what I mean? So yeah. any any babyface tag team that got all the the high pitched screams from the crowd, you know, <laughs> the the girls want to be the guys want to be them and the girls want to be with them kind of thing. You know, that's the classic tag team that started all that, in my opinion. So. To kind of go off of that, you know, we're big Fabs fans here too. So, yeah, and you know, to go back, I was in high school. I was driving myself to the fairgrounds, and I've been the one to put plenty of those bins up there on the top row and into the wall, you know, hitting the wall, doing the chanting. But um, that's when Steve and Stan were doing singles. They were like first, second match. Bill would be like the third match. I think Bill would come back in the main or semi-main with somebody. But they was doing the first three matches. And they were all built up. That's what really just drove my workout. But uh, I missed the whole fab phenomenon in live action. Gotcha. Mm. And uh, uh, so I was in Japan in the Marines at the time. And uh, um, Well, thank you for your service, man. (laughs) Uh, You're you're welcome. And just like Jesse James Armstrong, you know, uh, Brian. Um, I remember talking to Scott. I'm going all over the board, but uh, anyway, okay. I remember working out, working out in Smoky Mountain with Scott Armstrong, and he said, and you know, I knew, I knew Brad and Steve, and I'm like, and, and their dad, and they're like, oh no, you haven't seen our little brother yet. He's bigger than all of them. <laughs> 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 and, and I got to meet them all, so I'm grateful. But uh, going yeah. back to the fat thing, I missed the whole thing, and Steve filled me in on it. And then I, you know, of course, I watched all the tapes and the videos. And of course, yeah. when they come back to Memphis, they'd show their tapes and stuff. And then so I did some research, and I loved all of their stuff. Oh. But uh, then I got to meet Steve in USWA, and it's funny because I met him just a month or so before. He went to WWF and became Skinner, and he, he, mm. Steve Kern is one of the nicest men that yeah. you could ever meet. And when I got to WWF at the time, and mm. they put me against Skinner, yeah. and, uh, and, and 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 Wolfie, I want to tell you, I'm jealous of your interview with Steve Kern because man, <laughs> I wanted to be I wanted to be that guy put them over in that interview. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> he, he, yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. He's a great guy, and I loved it. And and you know he was nice enough. You know he done the, the tobacco thing with the licorice. Yeah. yeah. And he said he said he said Ben, if you don't want to do this, I understand. Do, do you mind? He said the part of the gimmick is at the end of the match, I'll spit. You know the tobacco, yeah. which is licorice, on your chest. He said, uh-huh. do, do you mind if I do that? He asked me. I'm like, right. I say if we can do it or not, just do it. You know. But yeah. But I was right. him, him being the person that he is. He asked me. If he could do that, and yeah, like, and, and yeah, not only person, not only the person that he was, but I mean, in the position that he was in, he didn't really have to ask you either. You know no, what I mean? He said, they, could, they could have just said, "Ben, I'm going to spit all over you. What are you going to do about it? I'll whip you out. <laughs> or not told you, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> just yeah. Not told you, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, that, that was great. You know, of course, I got to work Stan in the Henry Dodge. I got to work both Fabs, but in different different times. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not as the fans though. That's that's one thing, you know. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. You might have wanted to be the one to interview him, but at least you got to work him. See, I never got to work him, so oh, well, <laughs> I never got to work I never got to work the rock and roll. 
Yeah, but I got no. <laughs> Yeah. So you got one up on me on that, so. <laughs> well, Wolfie never got to work Randy Savage, right, Wolfie? So, yes, <laughs> but Ben didn't either. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> trying to make a but, joke here. <laughs> there you go. I wonder yeah. if there's somebody out there that looks like me working Randy Savage, and I'll just say I did. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell. I'll tell you that there's one guy that they said looked like me, and he, uh-huh. he came to Memphis after I did. That was Scott Taylor. Oh, okay. When I get to WWF, he comes up to me and said, I've always wanted to meet you because everybody always called me you when I was in Memphis. They always called me <laughs> in and So I met him. So they tagged me and him against the uh, Quebecers. And they were okay. the uh, heavyweight champions. And Raven was managing them. Yeah. And uh, at this time, Johnny Polo. Been, yeah. And, you know, you got your. Um, you got your hierarchy in the in the lower guys, yeah. guys like me. But you know, you got a hierarchy. Well, I've been been, been there a while because you had Horowitz and you had Reno Riggins. You know, everybody's got their place, and mm-hmm. um, so I, I built up a place to where they were beating my partner instead of me. They were giving me some right. time, and so right. they they were going to beat Scotty, not mm-hmm. me. And uh, so I'm like, wow, you know, I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> and I heard Chris Michael say, you're always trying to get to that next step. And we always try yeah. to get there. And yeah. of course, then yeah. him. And then I look at it. I get run over by a truck. I'm out of wrestling for a year. And <sighs> Scotty's got a spot. I remember in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, Man. Who knows? Know. Right, right place at the right time. It might have been you ripping off PG-13 instead of him. Hey, but anyway. I, I will guarantee you it wouldn't be me because I, I ain't got no rhythm. I, 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 <laughs> you can't do the hard. worm? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's ready to work. I, you would have never saw that out of me. Okay, so this one, my mentor is one of my mentors, a great guy, Shane Morton. We love him. And, yeah. you know, I heard a story from him that I have to relay and find out. So apparently, there was a time that he and Gary Valiant were so over at the time that you all basically nobody would believe that they could turn heel on you guys. Now this is the BWO feud and some said it wouldn't work because they were so over, but it worked. Talk about that a little bit. And I think there was even a glass bottle and everything. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. They, yeah. When, when they turned, it it was major heat because it was over. And obviously, you know, it's like anything you want to do it at the right time. You don't want to wait too late. Yeah. Um, when they turned, they had some major heat. And obviously, they did turn on us. There was a Coke bottle involved. Uh, next time you talk to Shane, ask him about the noose, too, man, because he was choking me out. And I was tap- I was trying to tap out, but I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think he knew what tapping out meant. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, but I mean, it, but it was, like, it was on the floor in front of the people. You know, you always snug there. Of course, but, uh, yeah. But, but it, it was a good little feud. Uh, they definitely had some heat, that's for sure. I got something to interject here. Yeah, okay. Uh, Morphine Jimmy, I want you to interject right in the middle of our thing. I want you to do a sponsor, and I want it to be Downtown Bruno put in the Miller Light. That's why I'm drinking Miller Light right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Miller Cheers. Light. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I'm not going to say another word about it. Everybody yeah. can read between the lines. Exactly. Miller Light. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, sitting here, 
I mean, I'll drop that. Was right it now. Miller or Coors? Was it Miller? Miller, Coors? No, Miller Light. Miller, 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 Miller. Miller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one right now. And when Bruno, I mean, I saw that little clip of Bruno Dunn, I'm like, damn, he stole my gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno, the, the, the wild boys brought. The wild boys brought you back. Miller Light. <laughs> I got you. I got you right and, now. Yeah. Anyway. So doing this interview, man, we've talked about some names that like I haven't heard in years, honestly. And then we've also talked about, you know, my mom and Pete and Rick and and Cool Breeze and the people that were close to my family as well. Uh, Talk about because, you, like you said, you guys and and whichever one of you wants to talk like, man, I just remember like, okay, so the Eliminators were beating the shit out of me and Jamie in Memphis every fucking week. Right. Like, seriously. And I wanted to get out of that angle so bad. I felt like it run its course. And I reached out to Tommy and Breeze about coming to Memphis because I wanted to get out of that. And that's why I brought them there. But. Breeze is no walk in the park, and 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 Rick's not either. Because you talked about a Rick chair shot, so yeah. and and they won't get mad if we talk about them. I'm sure in yeah. a loving way. But are those not two of the stiffest pricks you ever been in the ring with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, honestly, Rick, I don't think Rick ever was stiff with me at all. I don't remember Rick ever being stiff, but you know, Breeze was a uh, was stiff, and I. I remember, you know, back when me and Ben first started that Halloween night, 92, I hit the ring and I'm, of course, you know, I'm scared to death. This is the devil's. This is like my third match or you know, my third yeah. time in the ring. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm intimidated watching these guys beat everybody up. And right. Yeah. I'm sitting there, you know, I'm hitting breeze. I'm working. The next thing I know, you, you got to hit me harder than that. <laughs> I, you know, get, get a little harder and get a little harder. And he goes, come on, man. It's got to be harder than that. So, man, I let him have everything I had. And you know how breeze is. He gets that little giggle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, yeah, uh, we were yeah, just I'm talking like, what about. Have I got that? myself into man. Breeze <laughs> uh, was still, but he wouldn't hurt yeah. you. You know what I mean? He, he was. He was one. It was. He wasn't going to miss, and you believed it. Yeah, you believed it. Well, Pete, you What's bad is I can't talk about them being stiff because they're, they're really going to tell on me for how stiff <laughs> I am. And I don't need to, but I don't have a good working punch. Yeah, and and so so when when I come in on a hot tag, every time I hit, I go Idaho. Idaho. (laughs) I don't have a good working point. Everybody knows, and and I got a I got a Lawler story about that. Um, uh, you know, Jerry Lawler has done so much with me in Memphis, and and I appreciate everything. Of course, seemed like it always come after Jimmy Valiant would give him a phone call and. Kerry Von Eck would dump a bucket of water over his head, and then I'd get my ass whipped. So, <laughs> you know, and, and that led into a Chris Champion uh, feud with Lawler because uh, Chris came out to save me, and Lawler mopped the floor with both of us. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. the story I was getting at, we were wrestling the uh, the billion, the million dollar babies or billion dollar babies. I can't remember. Uh-huh. I think they were Mike Samples guys. But anyway, okay. um, I come back through the curtain. I'd hit one of them. You know, and we'd finish the match, whatever, and I come back to and Lawler stopped me and said, Man, you got one of the weakest punches. And I'm like, Oh God, you know, I'm, you know this is the king talking. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and and the guy come through the curtain and a big knot coming up the side of his cheek where I popped him and I'm like I looked at Jerry and I said, Not bad for a weak punch, huh? <laughs> you know, that is just Lawler being Lawler. And you, yes. and this is my opinion, and and you being trained by Bill and him throwing a jab at you—that's all that is. Oh yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? That's just how he is. And we've talked about this on a few of the past few uh, episodes of the culture of Memphis and just how it is, man. And nobody puts you over. And, you know, yeah. everybody's out to get everybody, it seems like. Nobody's going to say nothing good about your match. So that's what you do. That means he watched it. So I guess that's in <laughs> Memphis terminology. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hey ch- ch- check this out, uh, Jimmy. Um we were, you know, TV come on at a certain time, but in the in the fall when the basketball was going, sometimes they'd have to move the show up an hour. Yeah, yeah. So okay. me, me, me and Chris Champion, we show up there at the studio, and we come in and everybody's yelling at us, "You're late! You're late! You're late!" Well, they'd moved the TV up an hour. We were on time for our time. Okay. Well, I, as, I, as I'm going in, they're like, Lana wants to see you in the back, in the back. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? And as I walked by the monitor, it said Monday night, Mid-South Con- Coliseum, heavyweight championship match, Ben Jordan versus Jerry the King Lawler. And wow. I'm, I'm, I, I am greener than grass at this time. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm like, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, what's going on? I go back there and I go to Lawler's dressing room, you know, they're telling me the deal. And... Uh, uh, I get there and they got a cassette tape and it's Jerry Jarrett telling me what I'm going to say in my interview. And I'm like, interview? I can talk, you know? <laughs> and I, so he's telling them, you know, you've trained for this all your life. This is a lifelong dream and everything. And then Lawler's telling me, you know, a little bit about, you know, what what's going on. But I'm to do an interview with Dave Brown and they call mm-hmm. me out. I do the interview. But what's going through my mind is I'm listening to Ricky Morton uh, who else? It might have been Steve Kern. It was some yeah. of the veterans. They're talking. Yeah. We're always out there doing our interview. Yeah. And and Lawler comes out and and they said it just flusters me. I get flustered. I can't I can't do my interview. These are veterans talking about how he comes out and it disrupts their interview. Yeah. So so I'm having to do an interview, and I'm yeah. out there doing my little thing, and it it sounds all corny when you watch it back now, and. <laughs> And all, all of a sudden, in the middle of my interview, who walks out? Jerry. Uh, so I'm thinking, if they get flustered, I can't even do an interview. How am I yeah. going to get through this? So I muddled through it. I got through it, and it led to a big deal. And we've done a, a match. Of course, Jimmy Bain was involved. So, uh-huh. well, you know, the rest is history. But, it, yeah, I just started to shut up. Man, uh, we're getting close to we got to stick to our times here on the podcast. Um, getting kind of close to our time. So, are you are you guys doing anything wrestling wise? I know are are Ben or is one of you or both of you going to the saw thing? No, we didn't get asked this time. We were asked. You know, I didn't either. And I've had Reno on my show, Antonio. That's weird. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why not us? <laughs> that's okay man that's okay they both came on my show and once they were off my show they both got action figures what the fuck they can't even get a phone call <laughs> so fellas some get ready bullshit man some <laughs> absolute bullshit Tony Falk and Reno if you listen wild boys anyway, action I, figures coming soon <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Uh, so guys, man, thank you for coming on. Uh, I, I mean, we have barely scratched the surface with a lot of this. We can go oh, God, a lot deeper and I, I know both you guys got a lot more stories and, and I want to hear them. I mean, if you guys want to come back for another one, uh, you know, in a, in a few weeks or something, we can work that out. But, uh, 
thank you guys for coming on here. It's been fun going down memory lane with you. Uh, always appreciated you again for, for being good to my, my mother and my father. And, uh, man, thanks, guys. Jimmy, what else you got? I got one more question, fellas. Can you give me the Mount – and this is not normally the question I ask on this show, although I've been doing it lately. But what what is the the Tennessee Mount Rushmore of tag teams? Tag team of Tennessee, yeah, of Tennessee. Are you, you, you're going okay. So, so we're talking Tennessee. We're talking fairgrounds too, or we're just talking about like our independent, just Tennessee. Absolutely, any of it, whatever you want. I, I can, I can. All right, so mine. You got a Mount Rushmore. You got Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. Oh golly, um, and there's more than more than four. That's okay. You can have five. <laughs> uh, you got moons. You got the Moon Dogs. Um, I remember the Sheep Herders come through. Uh, yeah, man. I know I'm leaving some out, but I mean, there's so many. I, it was, I, know, I, I know I'm. I know I'm beating a dead horse here, man. But I'm gonna tell you, I've got to put Fisto and Dante on there myself. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I would say here, here's mine. I would go with Jackie and Don Fargo. Okay. Going back. Okay. You got the fabulous one, the Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, which they're kind of they were more. North Carolina, I'm right? Because um, hey, you know you got to throw PG thirteen in your Mount Rushmore, right? You don't right. have to. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man, but yeah. That well, I'm gonna throw the Wild Boys in there too. How about that? We'll get that. Voted. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> and we're getting about that. We're getting about that old to be put up on a big rock somewhere. So. <laughs> 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 fellas y'all are oh, awesome man. thank you so much yeah. for doing this with us really oh, this was great this was fun man i mean it just like we just got started and i'm like Damn, i know we can talk for about five hours it's like they ain't got time for this yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll do no, five no, shows yeah please yeah man oh man all right so that day we went down to visit um her and pete and we walked talking about just for the people that didn't catch that talking about uh, my mom and my stepfather. Yeah, Pete. yeah, so, yeah. And uh, we walked in, and she looked up at us, and Boogie looked at her, and she said, "You know who this is, don't you?" She said, "Yeah, I whipped her <laughs> ass a couple times." She has forgot us, man. She was she was in her right mind. She let us know, put us right back in our place. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, man. That's absolutely awesome. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. And that's a, uh, yeah. a perfect way to end this, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy and everybody listening uh, and, and Wild Boys, you can be informed about this, too. We're getting ready to take a break. And what are we coming back with, Jimmy? Some of that Ask Wolfie anything, fellas. It's going to be a, a wide open. We never know, right? So, <laughs> right. No, we get into it. I don't even know until you ask me. And unless there have been a few times, like what, twice I've cheated and I said, man, send me the questions. But otherwise, <laughs> I just let you ask them. Yeah, so, we, I don't anyway. like to do that, but anyway. I know you don't. You like my real reaction. Yeah. Okay. All right, dudes. Thank you for coming on. And everybody will be back right after this. All right. Thanks, fellas. Thank y'all. Ben, Steve, it means a lot. We'll do this again soon, okay? Hey, we appreciate it. We loved it. All right. Good deal. Thank you. DJ, hit the music.
right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. And first off, man, how cool was that? The Wild Boys, man. Those great stories. Steve Neely, yeah. Ben Jordan. Dude, so much yeah. fun. Yeah, uh, haven't spoken to those guys in so long. It's good to good to talk to them and and hear some things that I didn't even know. You know, the the Randy Savage thing is pretty funny. That is uh, a hoot, man. <laughs> yeah, good, good, uh, good episode so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we get into ask Wolfie D anything, we got a few good questions here today. Right. The, the, I want to thank some people here because you know we've been through this for a hundred episodes, and obviously we've had so many great people help us out on social media by sharing their stuff. And obviously, I want to thank all of our guests that have come on for these 100 episodes. Everybody that's been on, thank you so much. Hopefully, you know, get you back on sometime. And man, we just thank y'all so much for for coming on and sharing your stories with us. But there's some listeners that I want to thank that are very important to us. And again, if I leave anybody out, it's not personal. It's just what I've seen recently as far as the shares. But guys like Robert Keller, I want to thank Bradley Crusoe. I want to thank Ken Cantrell. I want to thank Sean Sinkhorn. I want to thank Freddie Adams. I want to thank so many guys on Facebook. Y'all share all the time. Like always comment, but those are some of the names that I see very regularly. Of course, all the fellas on Twitter, guys like Eddie Austin, Ben Martin, Macca Ronan, Wayne G, John Mark Saul, NWA Wrestling Fan, just so many others that just are so good to us by sharing the stuff. And y'all, that means so much. When You know, you can comment, and it's great that you comment, but man, when you step further and do that share for us, y'all, it really, you don't know how good that makes us feel seriously (laughs) yeah it's 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 nice that y'all are uh trying to help us out is basically what that is Uh, a comment's one thing but a share says hey more people need to see this yeah yeah i'm stepping out i'm showing off the podcast that i listen to and it, it sincerely means the world and you don't know how much you know this is not something that we do it's not necessarily we I hope we make it seem easy, but it's not always easy, you know, from from the figuring out the, the episode topic to getting a guest to, you know, doing the show and taking time to do the show and, you know, figuring out Wolfie's schedule, my schedule, the guest schedule. We've talked about that before. It's not always simple. And, you know, then actually editing the show, producing the show, putting the show out, promoting the show, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot, y'all, and we love it. Don't get me wrong. We wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. But at the same time, you know, to know that y'all help us promote that means the world. And I'm serious. I'm 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 absolutely indebted to all of you. And if you've ever shared it, if you've ever commented, if you've ever told one person about our show from the depths of my heart, I thank you. And I know Wolfie thanks you too. Yeah. Jimmy will be giving out hand jobs here soon. So <laughs> is that was that part of the deal? <laughs> I think so. It's Dang like man. I totally skipped over that fine print. But all right, fellas, line up. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding anyway all right well today we've got to ask wolfie anything here and so what i've got a few fun questions here one of them is this so eddie smith on facebook he asked this one he says is there anyone you've looked up to that when you met them you were disappointed kind of like the classic thing of don't meet your heroes is there anyone that really just disappointed you uh let's think let's think uh I mean, I've said before, 
Sean was kind of Sean Michaels was kind of a dick, but he was a dick to everybody. But then he also kind of made it up to me, so I can't really say that. Um, Think who's a dick? Uh, man, um, I'm trying to think of. I don't think there's anybody that I like looked up to that ended up being an asshole. Uh, right, right, okay. Assholes out there, but nobody sure. that. I, you know, it was like, oh, disappointed in that fucker. I can't think of too many people that, that at least to my face, disliked me, you know? Um, That's good. Did anything to anybody like that. So, yeah, man, I, I just can't think of, uh, I mean, I, I remember, and I still to this day never really talked to the dude, but uh, I remember Luger coming in to Memphis in like 93 and, uh, to work Lawler in Nashville or something. And he, when he, I, you know, at the time I kind of looked at it funny, but now I don't as much. But he kind of he really didn't speak to anybody in the dressing room, and he uh, he, he dressed with his back to everybody, and was it just seemed very egotistical. But you know, hell, he was he was in Nashville at the fairgrounds in a little bitty dressing room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was probably going, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Yeah, but, who's uh, who signed me up for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't look at it as bad now but yeah i mean there's you know it's wrestling man there's egos everywhere and there's assholes everywhere in all professions all walks of life but i can't say that there's anybody that i like looked up to because we've talked a hundred times about the people that i looked up to and my uh you know dealings with them or meeting them or whatever and, that, and none of them's been bad so I'll, I'll just go with with nobody that i looked up to um so yeah, Sorry, well, okay. that's a shitty answer. <laughs> no, it's not. Let me ask you this question, though, okay? Because you've said it. You've been very open about it. I know you were a Jerry the King Lawler fan growing up. Yeah. Did you also like Bill Dundee growing up? Not too much. I mean, I wasn't like, I didn't dislike it, but I really wasn't a, a He fan. wasn't like a super yeah. fan. So, like, and again, you've been way open with this. We've heard it from Jamie, too. How did it feel when you found out, like, Bill was kind of trying to keep you out? Yeah, it was kind of a, it was, yeah, that was kind of messed up, and and then the whole, you know, obviously the whole knife thing, and and then I've talked before, you know, we've made up and we're cool, uh, and uh, you know, the way he is now, I don't know if he knows we're cool, but he's, you know, yeah. fun of it too, and it's not to not to be rude or anything, but you know, he's. Uh, he, he he made it up to me. So yeah, well but, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like, damn, why is he why is he trying to fuck us? But then I figured out how he was, and he yeah. didn't want to lose his spot, you know. Right, right. And anybody extra there that has some spark to them, maybe yeah. somebody he has to deal with down the line, you know. Yeah. I, and we're no way trying to cast Spurgeon on his name. You know, we know yeah. he's not doing well health wise, mentally, unfortunately. And you know, so we we hope. You know, he is comfortable and, and doing okay. But, you know, again, Bill Dundee, great wrestler, you know, legend. But at the same time, you know, I've just known that story. And i just kind of curious about, you know, how that felt. And I'm sure it didn't feel good at the time. You're like, man, <laughs> this this big dog. But with the Luger thing, I've heard he even did that at NWA and WCW. I mean, he, uh, yeah, you know, he... You know, so other guys have said that many times, and these are guys that, you know, were with him at WCW and stuff. But anyway, Luger, you know, unfortunately is also not doing as great health wise, and it seems like he's made a complete face turn as far yeah. as things go. So I'll humble your ass real quick on it. <laughs> life life will definitely humble you. And if anything you've learned from any of our shows, life will humble you is a great one to learn. So, yeah. you know, don't anything you do on the way up. 
you're going to deal with on the way back down. So anyway, so Eddie, that was a good question. I love the question and I'm, I I think your answer is awesome. I, you know, unfortunately in the music industry, I've met a lot of guys that I looked up to and were total dicks. I don't really want to name names, but a lot of the lead singers in a lot of your favorite bands are just complete assholes guys. So, you know, Aaron Lewis broke my heart. We were playing a show with Stained and that broke my heart because, you know, the whole band was really cool and stained, but Aaron, Aaron just didn't want to deal with anybody. But, you know, other than that, you know, I can't really think of anybody I want to name else, but Aaron Lewis definitely let me down. But if you've seen some of his live shows, especially some of his acoustic live shows, he's not always the nicest guy, especially if you're talking during a song, which is just (laughs) inevitable. And, uh, Yeah, and and that's just a. By the way, being a musician that played music actively in Nashville, you know, they are a talking crowd. They don't give a crap who's on stage. (laughs) So, but anyway, I know that's not the question, and Eddie didn't ask me, but that was my little throw in there. But yeah. (laughs) Aaron Lewis let me down. Let's just say that. (laughs) Anyway, so our second question is Justin Cook from Facebook. And he just asked a simple question of any good Moondog stories. Mm, Well, I mean, I wasn't there, but I mean, we all know Larry died in the ring in a battle royal. And uh, from what I understand, people were still kicking him because they thought he was just selling in the corner like he always did. Wow. But he had a heart attack and he was pretty much dead uh, so that's that's kind of a, a messed up story <laughs> definitely uh, i don't mean to laugh i'm just saying that's kind of crazy well, yeah you know t- when i was trying to actively get tony falk to come on the show and i would get him on the phone i'd be like brother we need you on the show yeah buddy i got a lot of good stories you know larry latham died in the ring i was there that night and i know my tony falk's not the best but <laughs> what i mean by that is we didn't get to ask tony that question oh yeah and, yeah but he had a, he had a story about that i think cassidy riley was there too if i'm not mistaken is that right yeah yeah but anyway yeah man yeah that that's a that's a a crazy story uh other than that like i mean uh cousin junior was a moon dog and uh the the night that i drove down the railroad tracks because jamie didn't come back with me to and and drive and all that stuff uh he came outside and was taken up for jamie uh, because i was going off on jamie for not coming back and lying to me and stuff and of course junior comes out and he then he wants to fight me and all this i wasn't about to fight his big ass (laughs) plus i was hammered anyway but uh right yeah so that was that was kind of fun. And then I remember at the stadium in, uh, Bill Smithson, uh, one of the moon dogs showed up one night with a buddy. I think, I think they had just been out drinking and he was like, Hey, there's wrestling over here. Watch this. And so he comes in and, uh, he comes to me, Hey, well, let me do something. And he never came back like the next week or nothing like that to work me, but I let him do it. I mean, and he'd been drinking and stuff and he'd come out and jump me and, uh, you know, beat me up. <laughs> I mean, and it was just kind of a, I think he just, uh, you know, like I said, told his buddy, Hey, do some wrestling here. Come on. Listen, I'll, I'll go do something. Or, you know what I mean? It was just, <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to get paid or nothing. He just felt like doing it, I guess. <laughs> so that was kind of awkward. Uh, and, and then I do remember, I guess the first time I worked Larry and, uh, probably Nathan, the big, big one, uh, that uh you know me and jamie worked them in memphis and you know working the moon dogs at that age you just you, you know what you saw beforehand so hey, you know a little nerves or whatever but nah they were easy man took care of us 
Yeah, that's cool. They're legends, man. I mean, no joke. That, yeah. That's that's a legendary tag team. We, we had some good stories there with the Wild Boys about them, too. So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, the Moondogs, man. Legendary. I just remember Gorilla Monsoon calling him Spotty, you know, Larry Latham. Oh, Spotty, you know. it was <laughs> Spotty. Yeah, you always call him Spotty. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, let's thank you, Justin, for the question. Thank you, Wolfie, for the Moon Dog stories. And the last question of the day, and I reserved a spot. I put my question in long ago, and I've brought it out today because it makes sense. So, James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and <laughs> all that has a question, and his question is: Out of the hundred episodes, Wolfie D. <laughs> Which ones have been your favorite? What do you like? Golly, I mean, shit. I don't even remember all 100 of them. I'm serious, man. I sit back and I'm trying to think like, okay, who all have we had? I mean, you know, aside from just the guests that we've done some shows without guests and top 10. And then at the beginning, it was a lot of my career and stuff like that. Man, they've all been uh, very good, man. And, and uh, you know, the numbers have been good on everything. And, uh, I mean, to get Steve Kern to come on was awesome. Uh, yeah. Didn't know if we was going to get that one to happen. And it did. And, you know, just some of the ones I've been able to pull off uh, to get them to come on is, has been Road dog, humbling. Man humbling and you know you know these guys are not doing it uh for any other reason than as a favor to me basically or to promote something you know but most people uh, that have come on really haven't done a ton of promoting for themselves it's just been coming on talking talking shit with us you know yeah i mean i think about us four episodes in we get father james mitchell yeah got it we got to get him back sometime because yeah. i know there's so much more to tell there five episodes in we get the legendary ricky morton my favorite wrestler of all time i wish i could interview him now versus then because i'm <laughs> yeah. just like hey man i love you ricky a lot of the ones early on too we were trying to uh incorporate it into my story and we didn't delve into them as much as 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 we did you know hey what do you remember about this and and with me and in memphis and da, da, da. and and we didn't go a hundred percent on you know let's right. just interview them you know we tried to right. incorporate it so some of those uh probably i don't want to say could have been better but it would have been different i think well the production could have been way better but hey i've learned a lot because yeah. hey here's the thing i didn't know how to do a podcast when i asked you to do it i <laughs> literally had been thinking about having a podcast with you probably three years before i asked you and yeah. never pulled the trigger just because i ah, man i'm busy i know he's probably busy and all that then I literally learn as I go. So I hope this episode is the best one ever because I've learned everything over the hundred episodes, how to do it. Now, if you come to me and say, Hey, how do you do a podcast? I'm going to tell you my way. I'm not going to tell you the right way. I'm just going to tell you the way that I do it. If you think it sounds good, we thank you so much. It means the world, but I hope in 50 more that we sound even better because the production is very important to me. Now, again, you know, some of the greats we've had, Jerry, the King, Lawler, Road Dog, Steve Kern. I mean, I wish we could have Jerry. I hope 
we have Jerry again, because to me, you know, when his health is better, hopefully we can talk to him again, because again, like you said, that was part of telling your story. But, you know, there's guys we've tried for a hundred episodes to get on that we still haven't been able to get on. Everybody's heard those names. I'm not going to go into that, but eventually we'll get them. I I feel confident. But like I said, Road Dog, Steve Kern, those are some of my favorites. Of course, the Jamie episodes, you know, knowing that it took 67 episodes to get Jamie on here was kind of funny. But at the same time, you know, it, it just feels like, you know, it was something that had to happen because of your story and his being so tight together. But Steve Kern's definitely one of my favorites. Tony Falk is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. you know. Jerry Calhoun was a really good episode. Yeah. You know, Kevin Lawler, man, I love that episode. It's actually number nine all time. It, it pushed Randy Hales down to number 10. So, <laughs> which is hilarious. If you, if you know, you know, but, but, you know, Kevin Lawler, I, you know, is I'll, I'm going to go over our top 10 here real quick of, of all yeah. time. So the number one is Jamie Dundee one. Number two is Jamie Dundee part two. Tony Falk is number three all time on the list, brother. Yeah. Flash Flanagan is number four. That's amazing. But I love that. You know, yeah. he's so important to your story as well. Yeah. Jake the Snake is number five. Then we go back to the old schools because they've had two years to build up, which is right. like your your our very first episode's number six, Wolfie D's Beginnings. Mm-hmm. Number number seven is Rise of PG thirteen, which is our second episode. Mm-hmm. Number eight is Jerry Lawler. Obviously, that's going to be an important one for us. Number nine is Kevin Lawler, which is just amazing. That's literally our most recent episode up until this one. Yeah. And then of course the Randy Hills from the Territories is number ten. How far off? is uh kevin from surpassing his dad very close yeah, 40, the, 40 the week's not over right 40 and down he's up. almost past him in a week yeah. lawler's had two years so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you get into like wolfie's 95 part one bruno steve kern dr tom pritchard george weingroff jerry jarrett tribute actually you know what drake younger's really high it's a great one and then the very first randy hales episode and then of course Derek king which i did want to give a special shout out to Derek. we yeah. love you our prayers are with you, brother, and we hope things get better. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, just again, thank you to the listeners. Thank you, Wolfie. These hundred episodes have been sometimes great, and sometimes they were a battle to make happen. But we hopefully the end product never showed the struggle it took to get them there. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully you as the listener never saw us sweat. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I encourage you to go back in the archives. If you haven't listened to one episode, go check it out. See what you missed. You know, if there's somebody you've never heard of, that's the other thing. If you haven't heard of somebody, trust us. We're not going to bring on somebody that doesn't have a good story. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't at least tell a good story. And, you know. Do that. I mean, we don't bring on goofs, right? Come on, man. I don't think so. <laughs> we try not to, at least. Yeah, if we, I try not to have know, goofs on. Obviously, opinions are varying on that by other people, but we don't consider them that. So, but yeah. anyway, yeah, man. You know, I just, I'm just glad to be here, man. Thank you again. <laughs> And for a hundred, hundred, hundred episodes. So, I know. I know. And number one Oh one, you want to, you want to let the cat out of the bag on what we got in store. It's so funny. Cause number one Oh one, he goes by Mr. Number one. 
<laughs> and his name is George South. And we're stoked about this one because, you know, Wolfie, I think you said this 50 episodes ago. He was like, man, we ought to get George on. How do we get in touch with him? Mm-hmm. And just, hey, everything lined up and fell in our lap. And I'm stoked about it. George is a great dude, a legend, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He put over the Mulkies. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around, that's for sure. Done, he has, done man. Business, man. Yeah. And and we'll talk about, I got a uh, kind of just like, of course, I've known who George is for years, but I really think I've only been on one or two shows with him. And uh, one of them happened to be uh, a benefit show for Dutch's uh I guess it was his granddaughter. I can't remember the the relationship, the little girl that got killed by by a drunk drunk driver. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a show, ironically enough, in Maryville before I ever moved there. And uh, I'll tell it to George, but just that's when I went, man, this dude could work. And it wasn't because he was doing a thousand spots. It was something else, but we'll talk about it when we get George on. So anyway, um, that's what we got next week, guys. So I hope everybody tunes in. And again, thank you for listening to the hundredth episode of Live and in Color with Wolfie D and Jimmy across the street, the man that makes it all happen. Um, puts a lot of work into this, and you know, he he, he appreciates everything uh, you guys do for us. We we talked about the sharing and all that, so we. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, let's tune in next week and listen to George South. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. The podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, booty call on Athena, go to lostwrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you are interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M, the man, 73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World. This is the big picture, Michael Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Mike Jablonski's Pissed Off YouTube channel. The Bob Frog, in this sport, he's gonna tell you all about it. He's gonna 
of rock music i'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast it's called the decibel geek podcast we've been doing it for about 10 years now we talk about kiss we talk about ozzy we talk about motley Crue and guns and roses and metallica we talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio Decibel Geek, wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop Been doing it like this since 92 Played low for a while when you thought I was through Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later Not here to play games, so you better be real You don't like me, so what? I really don't care Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome.
This has been a James Rock Street production.